Now, our scripture for this morning has already been read into our hearing. It is from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. So there is a song that I grew up hearing on Schoolhouse Rock. And yes, I am dating myself because it tickles my inner third grader. It's a simple song that crossed racial lines, and it was featured on the 1964 show, The Munsters. I was not born then, just to make sure that we understand that. And every once in a while, I hear a child's voice singing it. It's a song which was used to help children to remember the rudimentary parts of the human skeleton. And it is also a traditional African-American spiritual written in the 1920s. It was based upon the book of Ezekiel. And like me, some of you may actually know this song, and I am not going to sing it. (laughs) It is called Dim Dry Bones. One verse says, the leg bones connected to the knee bone, the knee bones connected to the thigh bone, and the thigh bones connected to the hip bone. Dim bones, dim bones, dim dry bones. See, this song is taken from the imagery from which our passage is based. It is giving us the vision of an army of bones miraculously coming together in preparation for war. There is a YouTube video on it. It's pretty funny and archaic. It has an army of soldiers dancing around to the music. And as silly as it may seem, and the video is quite silly, This image is a metaphor for the dryness that occurs within a community that has been cut off from its resources. It's a contemporary representation of walkers from The Walking Dead and the white walkers from The Game of Thrones. See, this passage is about the dialogue, the vision, the action, and the relationship between the creator of the universe and us as the created. It's about a barren community, and it's typically referred to the story of the valley of the dry bones. But see, this morning, in the midst of this hopeless valley, rises God's promise of new life. God's promise of new life. I love crime-related dramas and television shows. And one particular show that fascinates me is called Bones. Some of you may be familiar with this series. It's a show that chronicles the very entertaining ways that the real-life story of forensic anthropologist Kathy Reichs works in her career. See, a forensic anthropologist assists in the identification of deceased individuals whose remains are decomposed or otherwise unrecognizable. They are instrumental to the investigation and documentation of mass graves and victims of genocide. See, many of the Bones episode I witnessed ended where justice was administered and victims were identified. This morning, if you allow it, God is our forensic anthropologist, ready to identify and give life to those skeletons in our closet because there's promise of a new life. So for just a moment, you 
by the prophet Ezekiel. And if you're willing, close your eyes. Imagine the hand of the Lord slightly settles upon you and takes you to the place in the middle of a valley full of dry bones. When you look across the valley, it is a gruesome scene. The area is desolate, barren. It is dusty and dirty with a slight wind in the air. And all around you, there is a grotesque mass of bones that have been bleached dry by the sun. As you struggle around the uneven terrain, the coarse air scratches your throat and lungs, leaving a slight film in your mouth. Your eyes are irritated from the dust and it clings to your hair and skin. The only life in the valley is yours. This imagery of the valley clearly creates a vision of a battlefield where human lives were destroyed and the prophet Ezekiel was the one destined by God. He was called to speak life and restoration in the midst of a tragic situation. You may open your eyes. See, Ezekiel's exiled Jewish brothers and sisters had suffered during the Babylonian War. And verse 11 tells us that they were lost. They were lost and hopeless people who felt completely cut off from God. Ezekiel was placed in the middle of this valley and asked a preposterous question. Mortal, can these bones live? I like how Ezekiel avoids the answer. I mean, how else are you supposed to respond to God? He replies back, oh, Lord God, only you know. He has a front row seat to a God who has the power to resurrect life into any dead circumstance. See, in this valley, many were left to die and some did not find their way home. Contemporarily speaking, these dry bones are not a metaphor or allegory for skeletal remains. They reflect the financial and drug crisis facing our communities, our schools, and our neighbors. They're reflected in the streets we drive by when we are out and about and on our way to worship. See, these dry bones exist and are evident when we hear the suicide rate among our teenage girls is at a 40-year high. We are called to recognize these dry bones. Two artists that my daughter listened to came together and produced a song utilizing the Suicide Prevention Hotline as their title. 1-800-273-8255. They heard the call of the dry bones because there is a promise of new life. God strategically placed Ezekiel in the middle of this valley so he could witness God as the author of life, 
Today, right now, on this eve of Labor Day, hot dogs, hamburgers, beach trips, and family gatherings, we are living in the midst of a valley of dry bones. The word bone is mentioned over 10 times in this passage. Verse 1 begins this pattern. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Etsem is the Hebrew word for bones. And in the first verse, it refers to our everyday understanding of the word. Skeletal remains. However, in the remainder of the passage, when we see the word bones, it references something slightly different. The passage is no longer talking about the dim, dry bones song. See, the Hebrew word from bones then shifts and begins to talk about self. It also means essence and substance and strength and life. This valley of dry bones was filled with a community of people, the whole house of Israel, not skeletons with, not skeletons, they were real people with real problems and real issues. And they were very much alive, living a dead, hopeless life. These dry bones were people who had lost their sense of self their essence of being, their substance and their strength to move forward. And in verse 11, they said, our hope is gone. Remember, the Israelites were a people chosen by God to reach the land of milk and honey. And because of the reality of this war and their captivity, they had lost their hope and felt disconnected from God. It was a group of people facing the real world. They were homeless. They were immigrants and refugees. They were widows and orphans. They were mourning the death of loved ones and those disabled in the war. They were filled with heartache and despair and could not find God. So I asked this morning, is it possible that Ezekiel is also a prophet among us. As I think about this passion, this passage, it is my opinion that this community suffered from many of the ailments which burden us today. Depression, feeling of abandonment, no love, no jobs, and plenty of tears. But how do we know that? Because in verse 11, The people lament to God and say, our bones, our life, our essence, our sense of self, our strength have been dried up and our hope is gone. There are two sets of dry bones that exist, ones which affect us personally and the ones that infect like a disease in our communities. Sometimes we have a tendency to pay most attention to the ones affecting ourselves while neglecting the others. See, this valley of dry bones or loss of self exists inside and outside of these walls, and we are called 
to point at those dry bones and ask the question, can they live? See, we can't walk too far without stepping on this pile. We're living in the midst of a valley where some of our peers, our family, our friends, our colleagues have lost their strength and meaning of life and feel hopeless. Some are searching from, for hope and some are watching the show. This is us. <laughs> and we may shed some tears from it and share our experiences from it and feel good in the process But this does not define a promise of a new life like God does. See, our faith in God is committing to live in our baptismal covenant and renouncing every evil of every kind. See, the hope in this text is about resurrecting the life from the death of sin, while the Holy Spirit leads and guides us into a life of righteousness. As we consistently move toward perfection in Christ, the hope is creating in us a clean heart and renewing in us a right spirit. So as we share the good news of the gospel, we know that hope is eternal and it manifests itself through the redemption of Jesus Christ. God has given each of us, the breath of life filled with vision and purpose. I don't have all the answers, but I do know there is promise of a new life. It is through the scripture that this prophet whose name means strengthened by God that I begin to discern my call into ministry I quickly begin to realize that the scriptures continue to stir our hearts to go above and beyond the status quo. This passage is not about your hip bone connecting to the rest of your bones. It's about the substance of your life. In verse 5, The Lord God said to these bones, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. See, saints, where there is breath, there is life. God is the forensic anthropologist ready to identify and bring healing to any given situation. God goes on to say in verse 12, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. Or as the message translation states, I will dig up your graves and bring you out alive. It's a promise. God can do the the possible where we can only see the impossible. This valley as a reminder of an old battlefield that looks like a hopeless situation where life could not exist, where the bones are dry and in need of the breath of God. Ezekiel told the bones, hear the word of the Lord. Breath will enter into you and flesh 
will come upon you. And as he was prophesying in verse 7, there was a noise. There was a rattling that began to take place as the bones came together. Bones to its bones. It sounds like a sci-fi movie, but this is what the scripture says. See, in the valley, the bones were broken apart, but they were close enough together where they could become fused once more into being a community created by God. Bone to its bone. Strength to its strength. Life to its life. In other words, we are being called to be fused together, my life to your strength, your strength to my essence, my essence to your gifts, your gifts to my faith. These bones become unified in order for us to work for the advancement of God's kingdom. Bones. Something so simple. God is calling us to stop stepping by those desolate places and pretending like we don't see them. God is calling us to talk to our neighbors to see what's really happening in their lives. God is calling us to be the Ezekiel to strangers to letting them know that their dry bones can live. God is calling us to be a community of participants and not just observers. See, somewhere there is a multitude of people waiting to experience your smiling faces and to hear your gifted and uplifted voices. Somewhere there are people who are mentally challenged, who are unemployed, who are underemployed, who are homeless, who are hungry, who are hurt, who are lost, who are waiting for you to bring justice to them. Somewhere there are people who are waiting for a promise of a new life because you have spoken life and encouraged them by saying what you are going through with God, it can live. There is hope. And it's manifested in each of us through God's Holy Spirit. God desires to reanimate and heal those desolate and barren places. Waiting for each of us to be the Ezekiel to someone else. Through the power of the Holy Spirit proclaiming in love, your dry bones can live. This is the promise of a new life. The Lord says in verse 14, I will put my spirit within you and you shall live. You shall live. We are being called to say those very words to others. You shall live. We are called to be the prophetic voice of Ezekiel. You shall shall live. 
We are called to go into those places where no one else desires to go, spreading the good news of the gospel and saying, you shall live. Today, it is through our essence and our life and our strength and our purpose in God that there is an opportunity for the resurrection of Jesus Christ in our communities. There is hope in the valley. And with God, all things are possible. Let us commit together to speaking the promise of a new life to those dry bones. Because God is the healer and the resurrector of life. Let these dry bones live, not only in here, but out there. Speak life. For God is in you. Let us pray.